Hi, I'm Trevor Keegan, and on this week's Out and Proud, we're talking about bisexuality with professional rugby player, formerly of Leinster and currently with Exeter Chiefs, Jack Dunn, and coordinator with Bi Ireland, Paula Denham. Together, they discuss representation, acceptance, and bi erasure. Paula, I'll start with you first. I have to say that in planning for this show, it actually was very tricky to find prominent out and proud bisexual people. Why do you think that is? We live in a world where people don't realise that they're doing this and I'm the same, is that we understand the concepts of like people are straight or people are gay or they're lesbian. But then there's like a whole spectrum of people who fall like under what's considered the bi plus umbrella, um, which would be like bisexual, pansexual, um, you know, other kind of people who are attracted to different genders and that confuses people including sometimes bisexual people themselves um but it just means that you're in a space there where it's just easier to not make yourself visible you know you don't necessarily want to be the person who then has to do the one-on-one explanations all the time if you know what I mean and is it um, constant so sometimes of that? it easier yeah sometimes sometimes you know I suppose if you're in a prominent position anyway with your career or whatever sometimes it's just easier to fly under the radar while you also then may personally be aware that you are adding to the erasure by not being visible. But there is that kind of balance, I suppose, that it's not up to each individual person. <laughs> what is bi-erasure? I suppose the easiest way to explain it is acting like it doesn't exist. And that seems like, you know, you're going to say to me, but like I'm talking to you bisexual people, I know you exist. Referring to pride as gay pride is a form of bisexual erasure because... Some people use gay as an umbrella term. Not everyone does. The majority of people outside of the LGBT community wouldn't necessarily know that when you say gay pride, you mean LGBT pride. So that kind of acts as like bi erasure, but also, I suppose, trans and non-binary erasure as well. To give you a personal experience, I'm married to a man, so I read as straight. If I'm in an LGBT space, if I'm on my own, I'm often read as lesbian. If I'm with my partner, we're just assumed to be two straight people who've wandered in here who maybe don't belong. So we're all guilty of sticking the labels on or at least trying to. Yes, myself included. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, like that's the, you know, and there is that thing of like finding your community is a really big deal and it can be really meaningful. And it was for me um, when I realised that I was bisexual and oh, look, it has a name. There are more people. It's not just me. And in my case, it happened in my 20s and I was already out as a lesbian. Um, Because we live in like a binary world, if you're, you know, if you're in a different gender couple, you're both obviously straight. If you're in a same-sex couple, you're both obviously gay or lesbian. And we don't realise we're doing it. But in the process, we are erasing not only bisexuality and pansexuality, but we're also erasing, like, gender, if you know what I mean, because we're assuming everyone's cis. So are you feeling slightly on the margins when it comes to things like gay pride? And there I go using the word gay pride, but you know what I mean by that? It's That's the, the umbrella that they use and that the community is seen as a community that embraces all, but maybe this is not necessarily so. If you're like embedded in the community, and I suppose with, you know, being a volunteer with Bi Ireland, I am. I know that a lot of people, when they say gay, they are being inclusive. It's just that's the language they use. And I've done it myself. But if you're on the outside of that, like if you are bisexual, but maybe not involved with like a group like Bi Ireland, you may see terms like gay pride and say to yourself, oh, that's not for me. I'm not gay. Therefore, that's not my space at pride. 
Um, and it's, you know, we do this all the time every day with like different forms of language. Like we all have a shorthand, but the shorthand of using gay when we mean the entire community can be off-putting to people who are like newly out or maybe they've been out for years, but they've just never wanted to get involved before. And now they do. And they're like, where's the space for me? And what would you say to somebody in that situation then? I mean, the honest answer, and this can be difficult to do sometimes, is if you're unsure, like if you're the person who's like, hey, I want to come to this event, but I don't know if when you say gay, you mean bi, bi as well, or, you know, pan, or like, is it explicitly just for people who experience same gender attraction? Sometimes the only way to know for sure is to ask, but that can be off-putting if you're nervous, if you know what I mean, you don't necessarily want to. Um, so I suppose it is then incumbent on the groups and the organisations to make sure that they're clear that like if it is like by Ireland groups are 99% of our groups are open to bisexual people, pansexual people and family and friends. There are occasions where if it's like a superior support group, it's only for the bi or pansexual person themselves. And we make that clear. So other groups kind of need to be more explicit with this event is open to all members of the LGBT community versus this event is only open to gay members of the LGBT community. But sometimes gay as a catch-all term is not as nuanced. Yeah. So and obviously representation is key. So Jack, you are in a sphere that maybe would be a scarier place to come out because you are a professional athlete. Uh, yeah, I suppose I came out when I was still in school. I probably wasn't really thinking I was going to be a professional player. So that didn't really kind of cross my mind. And then when I went into the world of professional rugby everyone was just really supportive so it's pretty good um yeah definitely scary at times you're wondering oh what are they gonna think but it's been overwhelmingly positive so when you were in school was there any connotation that you might not do it you might not come out were there any kind of scarier moments where you think no i probably can't do this it's not the right space yeah i, I kind of wasn't planning on doing it for ages and then i wasn't really planning on doing it ever and then kind of just over time just changed my mind I was like ah oh, you know what what's the worst thing that can happen just go for it so who did you tell first uh, I accidentally uh, I was very paranoid and I thought a lot of people knew for some reason and I'd had a few beers one night and I kind of said to a friend I was like how do you know I don't know he's like what are you talking about and I was like uh nothing and he's like, <laughs> just the beer talking yeah and then he's like well, no no what are you talking about so then I told him and it went well so I told a couple other friends and then kind of told more and more people now, it, you're in a sphere that there is that kind of machismo, bravado type, you know, lads, the dressing room is all that kind of stuff. The terraces could be terrifying too, obviously, with football matches and all that kind of thing. So were you were you afraid that there would be repercussions, backlash? Uh, not particularly, no. Like, it was always kind of very, especially even more like when I left school, because, you know, all boys schools are probably worse than any, any kind of environment, really. So, like, when I got into the professional environments, it was all good like yeah there was the crack and the likes but it was it was never anything uh, against me or being offensive so I was, I was really happy with how welcoming it was and when you were at Leinster is that when you first told bosses um I don't think I really told bosses it just kind of made its way there because everyone knew so was... and is it so is it important do you feel a bit of a burden to be representative not not really a burden it's just you know I kind of thought I definitely would have liked to have had someone to be represented by growing up and there wasn't really many so I thought you know I, I got the opportunity to talk uh, Leinster were running a panel I got the opportunity to be part of that and uh, I said yeah I'll do it so um, it's not a burden it's it's definitely a bit of a responsibility but I don't feel it as a burden 
Okay, well, that's that's a good place to be in, yeah. isn't it? And so when you moved, say, for instance, to Exeter, again, welcoming environment, is that the case? Um, yeah, I remember I, I wasn't worried about it at all until I was doing an interview about a month or two before and uh, the the journalist was like, so are you worried that maybe Exeter won't be as welcoming? And I was like, I wasn't, but now I am. <laughs> what do you know that I don't kind yeah. of thing? And so when you do tell people, what are the most common questions and what are the kind of stereotypes that they have? Um, probably, I think they're smart enough to know, like, stereotypes aren't always true or in, and so, like, it's never really anything stereotypical. Uh Usually the kind of questions are like, oh, because they're just kind of confused by liking both. I, I don't know why, but for some reason they can understand liking men or liking women, but not the both. So they kind of just ask like, so, oh, like what percent and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, it's usually just genuine questions because they're curious and want to learn. So I um, always try to give them my best answer. I think we're, I think a lot in the gay community, I'm probably, I don't want to label them all, but I'm guilty of this myself. We've often said it and we've had conversations about it. And often gay guys will go, oh, he's just greedy or he's halfway to the road of gayness which doesn't understand yet. Is that the kind of stuff that happens still? Uh, not as much. Yeah, you probably hear that more from members of the gay community. Again, not not even most of them, just a couple. But um, yeah, it's probably more from the gay community than the straight community, that kind of trope. Um, Paula, in terms of dating, do you have to, when you meet somebody new, and this is probably, Jack, obviously relevant to you as well because you're young and you're out on the scene. When you meet somebody new, is it difficult? Do you have to, is, it, is it one of the first things you have to broach or how do you bring it up and how do you tackle the subject? How far into a relationship possibly dating do you actually tackle it? My own experience is different because um, like, I'm married, so dating's not really my uh, forte. So I've literally only had to do it once. Once <laughs> <laughs> was enough, was it? <laughs> well, <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> but uh, yeah, for me, it was more, um, I suppose my experience is like, I was, I joke that I was never in the closet. Um, I've just always known I was a lesbian. Um, so I don't remember coming out. And then I was in my 20s and I was like, oh, OK, got to do the whole coming out thing because now I, now I identify as bisexual, if you know what I mean. Like for me, my sexuality changed. Um, it kind of, I describe it as like sexuality for me is a spectrum and mine kind of evolved. Again, as Jack was saying, it's like people understand being attracted to men. People understand being attracted to women. And then they're looking at you going, are you telling me you're attracted to like everyone on the planet? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like... Not quite. Like, I mean, I remember saying this to somebody like, are you attracted to every woman on the planet? And they're like, no. I go, so why would I be attracted to every person? Do you know what I mean? It's it's things like that. It's like they, there's just a thing about you not really grasping it. And Jack, what's, your, what's been your experience on the on the social scene? Um, yeah, I suppose if it comes up naturally, you kind of answer. I don't think I've ever sat someone down to say it. It just kind of pops up. There's stuff on my Instagram that you might kind of, if you were going for a scroll, you'd be like, oh, do I ask them about it or do I just... <laughs> Google because yeah. <laughs> is he just a very cool guy yeah. all around? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So the, would there be insecurities then if you meet somebody or if somebody meets you? Would you think there are insecurities more so in bisexual relationships? Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a stereotype, isn't it? But um, I don't know. I've never really asked anyone. Are you more insecure because of this? Uh, <laughs> and what would be, what have been the toughest experiences, or have there any been any? Nothing particularly too bad. Uh, kind of coming out, there's a couple of people in my year that I was friends with that didn't really take it that well. It was more for just like didn't believe that I was bisexual, like maybe because they just didn't understand it. And how did you 
maintain the relationship with them or are they gone by the wayside as the result? If I see them out, I'll be cordial, but not really friends with them. So. Okay. Yeah. Um, and did you have any similar instances, Paula? Uh, my biggest thing is people were just confused. <laughs> because like I said, like I, I've known, like people who've known me for years have only ever known me as the lesbian who was never in the closet. I don't know. I just wasn't. I never had a realisation. I just always knew. And then... I kind of had to go to like friends and stuff and it was like you don't want to do the big sitting down and coming out moment so it was like when you're starting to talk about you know relationships or people or crushes or whatever I'm like did they pick up on the fact that I've used a different pronoun this time for you do you know what I mean mm. um so it was more people just looking surprised and going what so I just go oh yeah I'm bi and they go oh okay cool and a few people kind of like a few friends of mine were like have I been have I had your sexuality wrong this entire time? And I'm like, no. Um, so it was more like polite confusion, um, which would then lead to jokes about they're the ones confused and not me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> so it, it is kind of like you have to come out over and over, though, because like once I tell somebody I'm gay, they don't really have any questions about it. That's, it's just a, a, a given and there it is on the car, on the table. But is, is it a case that you have to kind of reiterate and explain every time you explain it to somebody new in your sphere? Um, not every time. I mean, a couple of times. It's not doesn't really take up most of my day uh, yeah, every now and again. But um, I think most people kind of, if they're confused, they might ask like other friends of mine just to try to get it explained in case they're embarrassed of asking. But yeah, uh, it's not, it doesn't happen too often. So they kind of don't want to risk offence to you and go yeah. by, by other friends instead. Yeah. What about the sports area? Because if you look at it, there are a lot of out female players in different sports arenas, but unfortunately not as many uh, non-heterosexual men are out in sport. Why do you think that is still? Yeah, I mean, you look at, especially in probably football, it's more evident, like the kind of abuse from the fans, like you see, so you can kind of understand why someone wouldn't want to open themselves up to more abuse. I imagine it'll probably increase more and more throughout the years as, you know, it takes a couple and then you get a couple more, whereas it's probably harder to be one of the first in a sport. But yeah, it's it's a difficult question and there, there definitely is people who aren't out and aren't there, but then you still, you'd still expect more. So would you have heard of players who are maybe gay or bi and it's openly known within maybe certain areas of the sport, but not publicly? And has anybody ever approached you? Uh, yeah, like, I mean, I was out openly and not in the media for years. Uh, Nick McCarthy was came out to us uh, maybe six months before he came out to the media. Uh, and so, like, it was kind of just, you know, there is things that go on behind just, the you know, within the team uh, without it making its way into the media. And then that that's obviously perfectly fine as well. Uh, has anyone ever approached me? Uh, not not really, no. Uh, I mean, like, Nick did, but he said it to lots of, lots of the guys as well, so... And Paula, do you think it's important or it would be better if more people did come out and proud and admit their sexuality in the public sphere? I think even the fact that you were using terms like admit their sexuality, if you know what I mean, um, is, is interesting. And again, we all do it. And like, ideally, we live in a world where nobody had to come out because we just accepted people for who they were. But like, do, how do we get there without people who are in the public sphere talking about their sexuality? Um, so it is that kind of catch 22 of placing like burden on the first people 
within like sport or within music like the more people do it the more people do it which means then we reach a situation where maybe people need to do it less because we're not all wandering around making assumptions but how do you get there without asking people to to kind of talk about things that they may not be comfortable talking about um like you know you can be perfectly fine within your own sexuality but not want to be the person talking about it on a national radio in terms of people who approach you and your colleagues in by ireland what are the kind of general issues that they might bring up we launched a series on our website in 2017, simply just called We Exist, because um, we were tired of people telling us we didn't exist. Um, so it's like an interview series with just ordinary, everyday kind of bisexual people or pansexual people. And the kind of answers to that echo, like people who contact us kind of, of they're just tired of people either assuming that they don't know their own sexuality. Like, you know, we hear stories from people all the time who are like, I'm, I'm bi, but all my friends assume that I'm like, you know, really a lesbian and just don't want to say anything. Or, you know, I'm really a gay man, but don't want to admit it. Or, you know, it's easier to just cling on to like the straight side. So it's that like the biggest, the biggest thing that's come through, I suppose, from people is the misunderstanding around it, um, around like people not genuinely um, not understanding like bisexuality or pansexuality like your default setting is okay straight people are over there gay men are here and like I understand lesbians like monosexuality would be what like they're all considered and that makes sense to people but then you're talking about like people who have are attracted to like more than one gender and that just blows people's minds and it's like they don't know what to do so they just assume that you're wrong and that eventually you'll figure out you're either straight or you're gay it kind of feels like bisexuality is a little bit behind in terms of acceptance. It can be, yeah. And I think the thing is, um, there was a survey released in 2019 by the OECD called the Society at a Glance. And that actually shows that there are as many people in Ireland who identify as bisexual or pansexual than there are gay and lesbian people. Um, like numbers wise, we're equal, but like we're less visible or we're seen as less visible, which means then we're seen as like the minority within the LGBT community when in actual fact we're not the minority. And you're back to that kind of like critical mass of how do we find each other if we don't know about each other in the first place. Jack, do you have other bi friends or gay friends or do you even feel part of a community or need to be part of it? Uh, yeah, I have loads of bi friends. Um, I think we are we didn't meet because we were bi, we kind of just became a group of friends and then I was like, hang on, why is everyone by here? <laughs> Sounds like a good night out. Yeah. <laughs> and is, is it important for you to then know and identify with other bi friends? I mean, do you feel that it's good for your soul, basically, to be in touch with them? Yeah, in a way, I think it's nice to see, like, you're not the only person like this. Um, yeah, that, that was a really interesting fact that there's more bisexual people than gay or lesbian uh, people because it definitely doesn't, feel that way sometimes because I think it's just that by erasure like you know if you're bi and if, if I'm going out with the man then I'm gay or if I'm going out with the woman then I'm straight that's almost just what it looks like from the outside so that's probably why it's easier to 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 not see and socially if you are going out with a man do you end up having to just go to gay clubs or vice versa do you end up just have to go to more hetero type bars with a female if you're dating a female I've always kind of gone to both, so I, I didn't really think about it too much, yeah. You're just far too comfortable with yourself, yeah. that's it. <laughs> and Paula, I mean, in terms of the social scene, I presume it's important that you have an outlet like by Ireland and that people can feel part of a community. It is, yeah. And I know um, for me, like when I first moved to Kerry, um, you know, there was that, my first instinct was, I need to find, you know, the local LGBT group. 
and then within that I'll find the local if if there's a local buy group and at the time there wasn't there is now seen in Kerry but um I know through by Ireland like we where we hold kind of events and stuff is based on where we have volunteers who are willing to organize something locally if you know what I mean so like we're dotted all over the country at the moment we're we're quite based in Dublin um Cork and Galway because that's where we have the most active volunteers if you know what I mean um but like we do kind of pop up every now and then like in you know Athlone um if we've got people in Athlone who want to organize their own event um now I know like this year alone there have been two kind of by groups that have launched in Dublin um that are run by um a DJ called Sleepless Beauty um and one of those is like a twice monthly cafe in Outhouse in Dublin um that's for buy and pan people and they also run a kind of semi-regular club night in Dublin um, that kind of the venue changes each time that is uh, called Fluid. And like the, the thought process there is you just with people who aren't going to ask you all of those questions, who aren't going to go, are you sure? Um, so it's like community within community in a way that's just more, um, for me, more comfortable. And more um, inclusive, sometimes, Yeah, sometimes you just don't want the questions. Sometimes you're fine asking, answering questions. The good news is for both of you, I've only one final question and it applies to both of you as well. Um, if there was one thing you wanted people to understand about bisexuality, what would it be? Paula, I'll ask you first. That it's real, um, which sounds so weird when I've spent the last 45 minutes talking about it. <laughs> but for me, the biggest thing is that if somebody tells you they're bisexual or, you know, you see somebody and you know, like somebody you know and like, they're chatting about a boyfriend, but you know, six months ago they were dating, you know, some, you know, somebody else. Just accept it. If you don't quite understand it, that's fine. Like for me, that's the most simple thing. I think that should be a motto for the whole series. Just accept it. Jack, what would you say to somebody? What would you like to have people understand about bisexuality? The main thing for me would be that no matter who a bi person is with, they're still bisexual. A friend of mine asked me because this uh, girl he knew she was married but was still posting about like by visibility and stuff like this and he didn't really understand it so he's married and I said so does that mean you're not attracted to any other woman on the planet and he's like oh okay yeah that's actually a good point so um so yeah just it does, doesn't matter who you're going out with you're still bisexual. Obviously we've talked about a lot of various topics there and if any of them have hit home with you you can of course get information on our website it's rte.ie forward slash support um, there's two of you here but we can only do plumb for one of you and Jack was first guest confirmed on the show so that means he gets to do this honour every show we end with a song what would be your song and why? What I've done by Linkin Park um, it's very cathartic and it's kind of they wrote it probably quite di a bit differently to what I kind of took from it but a lot of it's about forgetting what he's done, but uh, I think it for me it was more just like accepting what you've done and who you are, and that's you. Excellent. Paula, Jack, thank you so much for taking part in Evan Proud. Thanks very much. Thank you. <laughs>